Blog Talk Radio. Sports with the Statman is on the air. Welcome to Sports with the Statman on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, George Thopolis, the Statman, on a Sunday morning, the 20th of August, 2017. It is 10 a.m. in the East. We are live on Blog Talk Radio, coming to you from our authentic invitation home studios in northern New Jersey. We're going to be with you for the next 45 minutes, so sit back and enjoy as I take you through the world of sports. A good Sunday morning out there, everybody. Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Playoffs, which which may be starting in your league tomorrow. It is in our house league, the first to third league. We are uh, uh, coming to the end of our 20-week regular season schedule and starting off week 21 in the postseason. So if you do rotisserie, you probably don't have a playoff system. But if you have head-to-head, now's the time that uh, playoff berths are made or uh, seasons are lost and the playoffs begin in earnest uh, most likely tomorrow or maybe next week. Uh, but we have all the coverage here for you. Week 20, looking back on the weekly best and ahead to week 21, injuries, hot pickups, all the stuff you need to know. Some leagues allow postseason uh, uh, transactions, some don't. Our league does not. But just in case yours does, or if you're in a rotisserie league, or if you're in uh, daily fantasy, we will continue to talk about the players that no one else is talking about and try and give you a leg up on the competition. Of course, uh, also fantasy football right around the corner sneaking up on us. And uh, we will have some fantasy football coverage for you as well. Going to talk about running backs, going to talk about wide receivers. And, of course, everybody knows the, the top guys. We're going to try and give you some uh, names further down the rankings that you, uh, that you may want to take a second look at. So uh, we will do that. And in Fantasy Focus this week, we're going to do Stock Up, Stock Down with, uh, with Pitching. Usually when we do our stock up, stock down segments, we start at catcher. We walk, work our way around the diamond. And by the time we get to pitching, the show's just about over. So uh, we are uh, going to start with pitching and only handle pitching uh, this week. It deserves its own installment of our fantasy focus. We're glad you can listen to us. Usually we're on Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. This week we're on Sunday, but next week looking to be on Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern uh, right here on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to the show live, blogtalkradio.com slash the-statman, or download the podcast for your listening pleasure on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Blog Talk Radio as well, as well as another number of different outlets. So we will go through that uh, later on in the show. Okay, let's uh, get started. Week 20 in fantasy baseball, and there's a lot to cover so we're going to go as uh, fast as humanly possible here, and we're going to take a look at the weekly best from week 20, looking at the games from Saturday the 12th of August to Friday the 18th of August. So Saturday to Friday, that's our usual uh, amount of time, the seven games. And Manny Machado, not only the best week, but that he had the single line of the week with a 22-point effort in his three home run games, seven RBIs, two solo shots, and a grand slam to uh, uh, to win it, uh, but Manny Machado, what a great week for him! 49 fantasy points. The Oriole third baseman, 4.29 batting average, 12 out of 28, five home runs, and 15 RBIs in a week. That's over two a day. His five home runs were tied for the most of any of any hitter uh, over that span, with Gary Sanchez, Josh Donaldson, and Edwin Encarnacion. His RBIs were the best by three over Gary Sanchez and Anthony Rizzo of the Cubs. But Machado was four points better than Josh Donaldson for the overall hitter lead. 
and um, he uh, slugged 1107. He had an OPS of 1521, added two doubles and a triple for good measure, scored seven runs. Josh Donaldson, as we mentioned, he batted 458, actually had a better batting average and a better slugging percentage and a better on base. He just didn't have as many RBIs. Uh, he also um, didn't have as many at bats, but he had five home runs, 10 RBIs, batted 458, as I mentioned, 11 for 24. He had 45 fantasy points. Jay Bruce, remember him, the former Met? Now with the Cleveland Indians and having a great week, a great start to his Indians career, three homers and 11 RBIs last week, 11 for 27, batted 407, slugged 889, and he has 44 fantasy points for the season now. Jay Bruce is up to 32 home runs, 87 runs batted in, and compare that with the other guys we just talked about on this list. Josh Donaldson has 20 homers, 52 RBIs, but he's only played 80 games, to be fair. And Manny Machado, 26 home runs, 81 runs batted in. All of them are batting in the 260s, but all of them having fantastic fantasy weeks. In fourth place, Giancarlo Stanton of the Miami Marlins, of course, setting a team record for home runs in a season. And uh, he had home runs in six games in a row. But over the past week, four homers, eight RBIs, eight runs scored, batted 455, slugged 1046. He had an OPS of, get this, 16.02, adding a double to his four home runs for five extra base hits out of his 10 hits. Even had a stolen base. He doesn't get a lot of those. He has two now on the season, but 44 home runs, 94 runs batted in, and 442 at-bats. That's a homer every 10 at-bats, and he's batting 285. And if you look at where he, you know, his, his career numbers, his uh, past record was 37 home runs set twice, uh, he is, uh, I believe, one of the youngest ever to hit 250 homers. He's now at 252, and his RBI total is 11 away from his career high of 105 set in 2014. Uh, his batting average high is 289 back in 2012, so he's at 285. So he may set records in all three glamour categories uh, for uh, for his career. And in fifth place, a name we don't call on this list, Corey Spangenberg, the second baseman slash third baseman for the Padres. He was 10 for 25, but out of those 10 hits, four went deep, eight RBIs, a couple of steals, uh, and he had 40 fantasy points. The top local, uh, that belongs to uh, Gary Sanchez of the Yankees. He uh, had a fantastic week, the top-rated catcher for the last week. 385 average, five homers, 12 RBIs. He feasted on Met pitching during that Subway series. He had three homers in the series. He was 10 for 26 overall for the week with a double and those five homers, and he had 38 fantasy points for the season. Sanchez, uh, his batting average now is up to 273 with 23 home runs, 65 RBIs. Remember, he missed a month with his oblique injury. Uh, with 89 games played, he has uh, 23 homers, and he... Uh, uh, really gives a, a, a power, uh, you know, a power surge in the middle of that lineup with Aaron Judge as a good one-two power. I was just thinking about it the other day. Yankee Stadium, you used to want to throw your lefties at Yankee Stadium because uh, you would turn around, switch switch hitters, and maybe uh, neutralize left-handers against that short porch in right field. But when your top two guys, power, top two power hitters, are right-handed pitchers, they could feast off lefties. Unless you're a Chris Sale, unless you're uh, you know a, a, a great power pitcher from the left-hand side, uh, if you're a junk baller, if you're a soft tosser, you you better worry going into Yankee Stadium because not only do you have Judge, not only do you have Sanchez, you also have Todd Frazier, who they just acquired to play third base, and he can turn it around. So 
um, the left-handed pitching uh, idea at Yankee Stadium might not be such a good one. Uh, but still, uh, Sanchez is one of the reasons why. Uh, okay, looking at pitchers now, the top fantasy pitcher, and he had two starts and, and did great on both of them, Patrick Corbin of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Corbin is a, uh, you know, he, he was waiver wire fodder. Well, not quite. I mean, available now in shallow leagues. But his ownership has gone up as he has kind of figured it out. He had a terrible start against the Cubs on August 1st, seven runs on 10 hits and three innings. But since then, three straight quality starts, three earned runs in his last 21 and a third innings, two wins and a hard luck loss there. And his ERA over that time has gone down from 4.84 to 4.31. And he's also had 25 strikeouts in those 20, uh, 21 and a third innings. But over the past week, no runs on nine hits in 15 and a third, 15 strikeouts, two wins, both quality starts. He had 66 fantasy points, and he was the best in fantasy baseball among pitchers last week. Dallas Keuchel of the Astros won both of his starts coming off the DL. .66 ERA, 10 strikeouts in 13 and two-thirds innings. I believe now he has three starts under his belt since coming back off the DL. Actually, uh, five, I take that back, and he's two and two. Uh, however, he had one bad start, eight runs on ten hits in Chicago to face the White Sox and four innings, got the loss there. But other than that, uh, he has been uh, pretty good, three runs or less, um, and the last two starts, one run in 13 and two-thirds innings, and that is uh, where he placed uh, second over the past week because both those starts over, uh, were over the past week. Corey Knable, the uh, Milwaukee closer, he was the best closer in fantasy baseball, third best pitcher overall, 47 fantasy points, three saves in three attempts, five innings, no runs, two hits, one walk, six strikeouts. Also added a win to his ledger, so 47 points for Knable. Jake Arrieta of the Cubs, 2-0 and week, 12 strikeouts in 12 and a third innings, a 1-4-6 ERA and a 1-1-4 whip. Arrieta, uh, as well as the rest of the Cubs staff, trying to figure it out. His ERA now... Uh, back in a good spot, 3.63, 141 Ks and 146 and two-thirds innings, and he's 13-8. and eight. He has reemerged as the ace with John Lester struggling a bit and now going on the shelf. Uh, Arietta is uh, once again the ace of the Cubs staff. And the best one-star pitcher of the week, Clayton Richard of the San Diego Padres. He threw a three-hit shutout, walking one, striking out six for the uh, San Diego Padres. And he... Uh, through that game against the Philadelphia Phillies on Wednesday. Uh, but his 43-point effort was the line of the week among pitchers. Uh, so a great job by Clayton Richard. The top local, that belongs to Craig Kimbrell of the Boston Red Sox. He had uh, a save in his only opportunity, added two wins as well, and uh, didn't allow a base runner in three and a third innings. No runs and no hits. Seven strikeouts, 35 fantasy points for Kimbrell. One ahead of Dellen Betances. Uh, who also has uh, uh, also did not allow an earned run. He had two saves uh, in the week in four innings. Um, so he is back after uh, after doing some uh, imploding uh, uh, about a month ago. He has uh, he has come kind of back to uh, back to reality for him anyway. And his overall numbers now look good again. 2.11 ERA for the season, 81 strikeouts in 47 innings. Patances is back on the right road for the Yankees. That's good for Yankee fans. Okay, so that is our look at the weekly best. And uh, we're going to take a look now at, uh, at injuries around the league and give you some, uh, give you some idea here, and, and we're going to try and go uh, around, the, around the diamond. Um, and among catchers, the, uh, uh, the big injuries uh, are Evan Gaddis, who has a concussion. He is still uh, day-to-day, hoping he can come back for 
the end of the month, but you never know with concussions. Russell Martin has an oblique injury. Francisco Cervelli, a hand injury. Uh, Brian McCann put on the DL uh, with a knee issue. And the issue with him, he may be back next week, so it doesn't look like it's a significant issue. But Wilson Contreras, hamstring, uh, he is starting to um, uh, just play catch and kind of get back to it. He should be back in mid-September, at least that's the hope. Uh, for him and Salvador Perez, oblique injury. Uh, he may be coming back very soon. Apparently, he will not have a rehab assignment. So he, when he comes back, he will be back um, uh, full stop for the uh, for the Royals. So, you know, you look at it. Three guys are probably starting in fantasy leagues, um, and uh, another guy in Evan Gaddis, who's starting in quite a few of them. Martin and Cervelli are probably bench guys, but that is a ton of guys among catchers. Who are uh, who are banged up right now, um, and if you're looking for help in catchers for hot pickups, Robinson Chirinos in medium-sized leagues, James McCann in shallow leagues, Manny Pena in medium-sized leagues as well, uh, Wilson Ramos in medium-sized leagues. So those are a couple of options for you uh, where you may be uh, you may be able to get some uh, uh, some guys. You know, Chirinos is was probably the best value last week. He had an 18-point week, a homer, three RBIs, and only 13 at-bats. Uh, he's not getting a ton of playing time. James McCann is because Alex Avila is now in, in Chicago and playing every day because of Contreras' injury. Uh, Manny Pena is getting most of the starts in Milwaukee ahead of Stephen Vogue. And uh, uh, we also mentioned Wilson Ramos, who had an injury for the first half of the year, but he's the everyday catcher when he's in there. So those are a couple of options for you uh, at, uh, at catcher. First base, we know about Greg Bird. Uh, he has continued to be out all year long, and the latest on him, he may return next weekend, believe it or not. Um, so that is that is possible, where he may come back uh, at the uh, uh, o- over the weekend against the Seattle Mariners, uh, which would be huge news for the Yankees because they have had all kinds of trouble at first base. Uh, they had penciled in there. And with Chris Carter, that didn't work out. You have Tyler Austin, you have uh, Garrett Cooper, you have some guys kind of coming around uh, to uh, to try and uh, help out. You got Chase Headley now at first because of the acquisition of uh, uh, of Todd Frazier, but Bird is the guy that they want in there, and um, uh, he, he may make a uh, an appearance before uh, the end of August. Brandon Belt still out with a concussion. Looking to come back by the end of the month, starting some light conditioning. But once again, concussions are tough. Uh, also, Justin Bohr, an oblique injury, should be back in September. Uh, but he may not come back, apparently. Uh, he, uh, it, it, they, will, they will take a wait-and-see approach with Bohr and whether they even want to bring him back this year. Uh, okay, in terms of uh, second baseman, uh, Joe Panic, a head injury uh, for him. But he uh, may be coming back soon. He's on the he's on the concussion DL, and I don't have to repeat myself about about that. He's batting 271 for the season uh, in 106 games. He has seven homers and 40 RBIs. Dustin Pedroia's knee injury, well, he's been hampered by that for a lot of the year. He's hit well when he's been in the lineup. He's batted 303 with uh, six homers and 54 RBIs. He is going to start uh, resuming baseball activities. And um, he was on the DL, came back, then went back on the DL. Not sure when he will come back, but at this point, you know, the, the Red Sox don't have uh, don't have a, a playoff uh, berth in hand. They are going to uh, they're going to need him down the stretch. Uh, Devin Travis, we've talked about him. Of course, his knee injury. Um, he is still trying to come back this year, uh, so that's good. There was a there was a worry that um, 
Uh, he may not be back in time, but uh, September 10th is the, I guess, the time when he's eligible to come back off the 60-day DL, so he may come back as well. Starlin Castro's hamstring injury is still out, uh, but looks to be coming back. He is about to start his uh, rehab, uh, sorry, he is in his rehab assignment. And Chris Owings with his finger injury, uh, not sure if he will come back, and Arizona is contending, so that is uh, unfortunate uh, for Arizona. Third base. Jose Reyes on the DL with an oblique injury, third base last shortstop. Uh, oblique for him, um, he was put on the DL last Thursday, and uh, that is that is uh, tough for him just because of the uh, um, you know the, the possibility of playing some uh, playing some second base as well. The Mets want to see what they have with uh, with Reyes and whether they think he should uh, uh, stick around for 2018. And second base right now is being manned by Isrubel Cabrera. You know he isn't coming back. But Wilmer Flores is at third. You have the uh, the young kids at first and short in Dominic Smith and Ahmed Rosario, respectively. Uh, but Reyes is going to get some time at second base, maybe a little at third, but mainly at second, as Flores is kind of settled in at uh, at third base at this point. Um, even though you hear rumblings that David Wright wants to come back this year, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Matt Davidson for the White Sox, the rookie, nearing his rehab assignment. Um, he has uh, he has impressed at times. I mean, you know, with 22 home runs, he's a he's a big uh, six foot three, 230 pound guy, uh, but he's on the DL with a wrist injury. He should be back before the end of the month. Among shortstops, uh, injuries abound for. Um, for not only Reyes, but also Trey Turner, as he was supposed to come back by the end of August, and um, uh, really looking to come back uh, uh, around that time, but who knows? There really hasn't been a concrete uh, timetable, as well as whether he's going to need a rehab assignment. You would think he would, uh, and the the minor league seasons end the first week of September, so you might have a, uh, a problem if it goes beyond the end of August. Uh, Addison Russell, foot injury for him. He's been on the DL for uh, uh, for a little while and no timetable for his return. Uh, that is uh, unfortunate for him, but uh, they are still uh, trying to figure out uh, if and when he will uh, return. Troy Tulowitzki out for the season. Uh, we knew about that one. And Carlos Correa, the latest on him is September 8th was his uh, return date, uh, tentatively, of course, starting to take some grounders and uh, – uh, they are trying to uh, figure out when or if he will go uh, to rehab. Of course, you know, once the, uh, the minor league seasons are over, you still have some extended spring training and simulated games down in Florida or Arizona to try and uh, kind of get, uh, get some reps and, and that kind of thing. So you don't have to necessarily play in minor league games to get your rehab work in. I do want to make that point, but still. Uh, it's better when you can play in minor league games. There, there is something uh, different about a simulated game, obviously. Uh, outfield injuries. Uh, Michael Brantley with his ankle issue. He is uh, still out and um, um, really no update on his condition. Uh, he was having a really good season and uh, not sure when uh, he will come back. Carlos Gomez, a shoulder injury for him. Odubel Herrera, hamstring for him, and, and he's a guy who relies on speed. That is not a good sign. But um, he was put on the DL uh, in uh, on Friday, as um, he will be out until at least the uh, 25th. It's retroactive, so um, he had been hampered uh, over the last few days before that. Jared Dyson, another speedster, out with a groin injury. That's also not good for a runner. Uh, he was put on the DL uh, yesterday on Saturday, right groin strain. Um, 
and uh, that he will be uh, evaluated. Uh, Seattle did activate Mitch Hanniger from the DL, so they do get a, a, uh, an outfielder back when Dyson went on the DL. Um, also, Yasmani Tomas still out with a groin injury, looking like mid-September for him. Lonnie Chisenhall with a calf injury. It's any day for, uh, uh, for him. But about uh, back to Tomas, he had a, uh, a setback in his rehab, uh, which is causing that date to go a little further out. Uh, Bryce Harper, knee injury could have been a lot worse. No ligament damage on the MRI. Uh, so uh, this, uh, this isn't bad. And because they have such a lead in the uh, National League East, that is not good for Harper owners because they may really take their time in bringing him back. Uh, also, speaking of uh, Washington, uh, Jason Worth on the DL with a toe injury. Uh, Brian Goodwin hit the DL with a groin injury as well. Gregory Polanco for Pittsburgh, hamstring issue for him, and um, uh, no update on on when he would uh, he would return. Um, also, Clint Frazier on the DL with an oblique. Al, uh, I'm sorry, Aaron Altair of the Phillies with a hamstring issue. September is his uh, possible time back. Ian Desmond, calf injury. He's still out. He's been out, but he is taking batting practice. Matt Holliday with his back issue. Um, he is uh, about to, or he has started a rehab assignment uh, on Friday with uh, the Tampa Yankees. Uh, so that is the update there for outfielders. Let's take a look quickly at starting pitching and relief pitching. Uh, DL stints for uh, Hugh Darvish of the Dodgers with a back issue, Max Scherzer with a neck issue, uh, Masahiro Tanaka a shoulder, and Robbie Ray with a concussion. Those are 90% ownership or higher in CBSSports.com leagues. That's not good. But uh, Masahiro Tanaka is set to return Tuesday against Detroit, against Anibal Sanchez. That is good news uh, for Tanaka owners. Uh, Darvish uh, just put on the DL yesterday, so uh, he will... uh, uh, he, he will be uh, out for a little while. Uh, looks like uh, Edward Paredes will take his turn in the rotation. Uh, that is the uh, that is the idea, apparently. Um, so something to uh, something to think about. Uh, just because anyone that the Dodgers have might uh, might be somebody that is worthwhile. Uh, so you, you may want to uh, think about getting him in, especially in a, in a daily league, if, if, you, if you like what you see, uh, because he is a two-star pitcher. You might have a chance uh, in the second half of the week to, uh, to slot him in there. Um, but uh, Darvish was just put on the DL. Uh, also, um, Jacob Faria of Tampa, abdominal issue. So he was just put on the DL. He was scheduled to start twice over the next week against uh, Toronto and St. Louis, but he will miss those starts now. Uh, so that uh, is a bit of a shock to uh, to fantasy owners. Uh, also, Reynaldo Lopez of the White Sox, the prospect, the former Nationals prospect, came over in the Adam Eaton deal. Back injury for him. He goes on the DL. He, he was called up, uh, but then he was uh, uh, put on the DL. He's made two starts and uh, uh, not really great results, but uh, just figuring it out at the major league level. Uh, Matt Andres of uh, Tampa still out with a hip injury. September is his uh, return. Scott Feldman back on the DL with a knee issue. Elbow problem for Adam Wainwright. Uh, as he get as he got a, uh, a PRP injection, a platelet-rich plasma injection, to try and uh, stave off a long-term injury. John Lester, shoulder fatigue, lat problems as well. Boy, they need him down the stretch, and he hasn't been great, but he has taken the ball every fifth day at least. Annabelle Sanchez, DL for him, Sanchez, Sanchez uh, hamstring tightness, and uh, may, may come back next week, may not. Um, and also Lance McCullers still out with a back injury for him. He is facing hitters 
and should be uh, supposedly coming back in early September. Also, Clayton Kershaw with his back injury uh, starting a rehab assignment shortly. Early September, beginning of September, Labor Day weekend, that is the idea of when he should return. You have two guys on the Dodgers who are just unbeatable, but one of them's hurt. Kershaw's 15-2. and two. Alex Wood, who's still in there, is 14-1. and one. Speaking of Dodger starters, Brandon McCarthy, finger injury. He is throwing off a mound. Uh, also, Brent Suter of the Milwaukee Brewers, shoulder issue for him, put on the DL, rotator cuff strain, not sure how long he will be out, really no update on his timetable, but he is a prospect, well, not quite a prospect, he's 27 years old, uh, but he was supposed to come up and, uh, and kind of get a shot uh, with, uh, with the Brewers, and now he's on the DL. Alex Cobb, toe injury, Aaron Sanchez, finger injury for Toronto, boy, what a a disappointing season for Sanchez after last year when he went 15-2. and two, He has only taken the ball eight times this year, and he went, has gone one and three with, a, with an ERA of four and a quarter and a whip of 1.72. It's been a lost season for Aaron Sanchez and the Blue Jays, to be honest with you. Matt Harvey, speaking of lost seasons, shoulder for him, uh, but he did pitch well in his rehab outing in Brooklyn, and his arm felt great. A little too, too, little too late for the Mets this year, but um, he is looking to return in September. Uh, James Paxton, Peck issue, he will be out until September. Felix Hernandez, a shoulder problem, he will be out until September. Uh, Garrett Richards trying to make his return from his bicep injury in September. Johnny Cueto's forearm, once again, around Labor Day weekend. Chase Anderson, an oblique issue, his return is looking like it is coming soon as he is uh, uh, looking to come back today, actually, in Colorado. Not a great way to come back against the Rockies in in the rarefied era of Colorado. He will pitch today against Kyle Freeland, so Anderson will be back. Uh, also, uh, uh, Vince Velasquez still on the DL with a finger injury. Trevor Cahill for Kansas City shoulder issue, both looking like September 1 returns. Uh, relief pitchers, we've talked about Jairus Familia a lot on this show. Well, he is uh, um, uh, coming back soon, but he may not get the closer role when he comes back. At least he'll be eased back into the role, so A.J. Ramos owners can uh, rejoice just a little bit. Uh, but Trevor Rosenthal put on the DL with an elbow issue, uh, seeking a second opinion. That is never a good situation. So Sun Juan Oh looks like he is back as the final boss, but Rosenthal, he may be out for a while. If it's that significant of an elbow injury, uh, I would say the rest of the season is definitely in doubt at this point. Ryan Madsen for Washington, finger injury for him, looking to come back. Um, by the end of the month, but not sure because he is still experiencing pain. So that means he is uh, shut down and he's not throwing the ball. So that will take a little time to get back. However, Sean Doolittle is pitching extremely well for Washington. So still a good deal that they made. Uh, hot pickups. Let's move over to hot pickups and give you a couple of options for hitters and a couple of options for pitchers in different, uh, different style leagues. Uh, we talked about the catchers that are available quite a few of them, but let's take a look at some other hitters. Eddie Rosario, available in medium-sized leagues. He is uh, taken off. He's hit extremely well, and uh, he is uh, for the season now, batting 301 in 112 games, playing every day in the outfield. 16 homers, 46 RBIs. Uh, he's been pretty dependable and available in medium-sized leagues. Also, uh, speaking of Minnesota outfielders, Byron Buxton, former number one pick who had really crashed and burned. He is really Catching uh, lightning now, 240 batting average for the year. When you consider how bad he was in April and May, that is uh, fantastic. With 21 stolen bases, eight home runs as well, 
He is really starting to hit well. His batting average has picked up 14 points in the last week, and he has played 102 games. So that is really hard to do at this at this point of the uh, of the season. Uh, he is hitting every game over the past week: three homers and uh, seven RBIs. So um, among the best uh, for the week and available in two thirds of of leagues coming into this week. Now almost a half of leagues, 46 percent uh, currently own Buxton, and that number will be trending up. So. Uh, a, an all-league ad, a potential um, keeper candidate, uh, if he if he finishes the, the year strong, um, just on on uh, on speculation, you know, because he he hasn't given you the numbers. But if he can finish this season batting 250 or maybe even 260, uh, he might have he might have figured it out. And uh, although I wouldn't, he, I wouldn't put him among the top 20 outfielders, even if he does that at the end of the year. If you have a speculative uh, spot. You know, if you can keep a player in a deep keeper league, uh, you might want to consider Buxton because if he's figured it out, he could be a top-tier elite outfielder. Uh, also, uh, in medium-sized leagues, uh, Reese Hoskins, who uh, uh, got his first major league uh, uh, hit, um, or actually, um, he uh, he also has uh, four home runs, eight RBIs now, and 33 at bats. So he is starting to uh, to hammer his uh, his home runs. He's done all that damage in the last week. And that's what he does. He's a power hitter. So um, available in in, uh, medium-sized leagues, but not for long. Next week he will be in shallow leagues. Tim Beckham in shallow leagues. Boy, he has hit the cover off the ball since arriving in Baltimore. 298 batting average for the year with 17 homers and 48 RBIs. And uh, he came out of uh, relatively nowhere. Uh, So uh, good for him. And a deep league ad. Big-time first baseman, uh, big-sized first baseman for the White Sox, Nicky Delmonico. Uh, let's take a look at his numbers. He has only had uh, a handful of at-bats, 59 at-bats. He has five homers, 11 RBIs, batting 356, And he had a, uh, a, a game winner on, uh, on Friday night. So uh, definitely someone to keep, keep track of. He's a left-handed hitter. Uh, Nicky Delmonico is, uh, is a name to remember in deep leagues there. He's 25, and he's uh, started off well. Okay, by the way, the live feed cut out already. We are on to our podcast-only version. 15 minutes remaining. Still have a ton to get to. Hitting notes, pitching notes for week 21. We've gone through the injuries. We're, we're getting through the hot pickups and still a little bit of fantasy football to talk about before we, uh, before we sign off. Uh, let's take a look at hot pickups for pitchers here and see, uh, see who we can find for you. Edwin Jackson is getting a lot of love now. Um, he is four and two, six starts, nine appearances overall, three four three ERA. Where has he been? He's 33 years old. He has won three of his last four starts, uh, and he's made six. His last six appearances have been starts, and uh, out of those, uh, four of the six have been quality starts, where he's given up three runs or less in six innings or more. The last two outings, he's given up a single earned run at home against the Giants, on the road against the Padres. Um, he worked around eight hits in seven innings, but he allowed a run. He's not striking out a ton of guys, um, 31 strikeouts in 42 innings, but uh, he is hitting. He is pitching in front of a, a, a very good Washington team and available in medium-sized leagues. Chad Bettis, available in deep leagues at this point. Um, he has pitched two very solid games so far, no runs on six hits against the Braves in seven innings, and three runs on eight hits against Milwaukee in seven innings. No decisions on both of them. Struck out six hitters this time around after two his first time out. 
but he has pitched uh, well in those two starts so far for the Rockies, who are contending, and they need a shot in the arm when it comes to pitchers because they're young pitchers who pitched, who got to help get them to this point. Freeland and uh, Sensatella and Marquez. Mar- Marquez is pitching okay. Freeland has been hurt. Sensatella's kind of fallen off the map a bit. John Gray hasn't, you know, he was hurt and he hasn't really gotten it going. So they could really use Bettis to uh, to kind of calm things down. Also, Clayton Richard in deep to medium leagues uh, after pitching that gem against the Phillies. Yes, it was against the Phillies, but still uh, pretty good for him. Lucas Giolito of the White Sox in medium-sized leagues. Uh, he is about to make his uh, his American League and season debut uh, coming up uh, very soon. So it looks like Tuesday. There's a, uh, a doubleheader Monday. So uh, Rodon and Fulmer will pitch Monday, and it looks like Tuesday he will go against Kyle Gibson of the Twins uh, at home against Minnesota. So Giolito will get his shot there. Uh, also in medium-sized leagues, Blake, uh, Blake Snell of Tampa uh, is an option. Jaime Garcia of the Yankees and Martin Perez of the Rangers. He has a tendency to implode really, really badly. But, um, you know, he's pitched okay against the Mets, against the Tigers, and then imploded against the White Sox. So that, that's why I always stay away from Perez. He... Uh, um, you know, if you believe in uh, the the, the uh, zero to five pitcher quality rating uh, that some subscribe to, you know he can give you a couple of threes and fours, and then he'll give you a, a zero, or he'll give you a one. He, he will he will uh, um, you know <laughs> he will make you sorry. Uh, in shallow leagues, the hot guys are Patrick Corbin, Mike Clevenger, who hasn't pitched that great. Uh, you know, he only allowed he only lasted two and two thirds innings against Minnesota in a loss where he allowed three hits and walked three others. Uh, he is going up twice this week against Doug Fister of Boston and Jason Vargas of Kansas City. Uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't start him. But uh, he is uh, getting some love in shallow leagues. Uh, also, Jose Urania and uh, Carlos Rodon. Uh, here's a deep league option, way deep. Andrew Albers of the Seattle Mariners. Uh, he's 31. He is a lefty, and he got a win in his debut. He allowed six hits in five innings. It was a five and dive. He does go twice against Mike Fultonevich of the Braves in Atlanta and Jaime Garcia of the Yankees in the Bronx. A lefty in the Bronx. I mentioned it before. It used to be money. I don't know about now, but there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of good uh, options for two start pitchers. So let's uh, let's get there. Uh, our two start uh, uh, pitching notes. A couple of guys who are starting. In- over 50% of CBSSports.com leagues, I think you should sit. And among them, Taiwan Walker of the Arizona Diamondbacks. He does go twice. He's going to be at City Field on Monday and then face Bumgarner on Saturday at home against the Giants. But he's, he has a 5.63 ERA in his last three starts. Uh, also, Jameson Tyone of the, uh, of the Pittsburgh Pirates, he's, he has struck out 22 in his last 17 in the third innings. But he's pitching against the Dodgers on Tuesday. And then he goes to Cincinnati. Uh, on Sunday. Now you think Cincinnati's not playing that well. Yeah, but he got torched his last time against Cincy at home, but eight runs and 11 hits and three and two-thirds innings. So I would stay away from Tyone this week. In the under 50% set, uh, I would uh, start Clayton Richard. He is going twice on the road against St. Louis and against Miami, um, but he has pitched much better lately. 1.29 ERA in his last 21 innings. 
Uh, finding a second pitcher under 50%, very difficult. You know, Tyler Skaggs is going up against Hamels and Peacock, and you know Houston's playing really well. Uh, Doug Fister hasn't really put it all together yet. He does go twice against Cleveland and Baltimore. But I'm going to actually go, I mean, you can go with a complete unknown in Edward Paredes. He does go up against Tyone of Pittsburgh and Davies of Milwaukee this week. Um, but I'm going to go with Andrew Albers. Uh, he does go twice, and, um, uh, you know, I don't know if he's going to last very long, but he might be able to, uh, to keep the scores down relatively. Uh, we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, in terms of our hitting notes, um, tough, uh, tough lineups and easy lineups. Um, let's, let's take a look at, uh, at, at where some, some options are, some hitted diamonds in the rough. Well, we have, a, we have a couple of teams playing eight games the Chicago White Sox and the Minnesota Twins, thanks to a five-game series, a doubleheader Monday and games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, the White Sox are home for all eight against those Twins and three against Detroit. Meanwhile, Minnesota on the road for all eight. They do uh, go to Toronto for the weekend. But still, a lot of chances there to, uh, to get some at-bats. The Dodgers play seven, um, and they start in Pittsburgh for four and then home against the Brewers for three. Uh, easy, uh, easy opponents there. Texas has seven, four in Anaheim, three in Oakland, so they're on the road for all of it, but they should be successful. Tough schedules. Milwaukee, they, uh, they are in San Francisco and then at Dodger Stadium over the weekend. That's going to be tough. Tampa will play host to the Blue Jays for three, but then they go to St. Louis uh, for three more. And uh, even though they don't face any aces, uh, it uh, – it's not going to be that easy. Pittsburgh has seven games, four against the Dodgers, three in Cincinnati, as we mentioned. And the Mets, even though they have eight games, four against a contending Diamondbacks team, and then four in Washington. When they got, uh, you know, they've been torched by Washington this year. They've been torched by a lot of teams, and uh, uh, that might be tough for them. So that is a look at uh, at the hitting notes. Uh, we have 30, 37 minutes after the uh, the hour, and uh, once again, we remind you that our next episode will be. Uh, on Saturday, next Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, where we will uh, take a look. We will lead off with fantasy football next week. We're in the fantasy baseball playoffs. We're a little behind in our fantasy football coverage, so we are going to uh, to take a look there and kind of get you caught up with our rankings at quarterback, running back, wide receivers. And uh, next week we'll we'll uh, delve deeper into into wide receivers and the way the rest of the weeks will go. We have one week left after that before the beginning of the fantasy football season, and we'll take that to go through tight ends, kickers, defense, and then kind of a wrap-up of our finale. Uh, something that we are going to, uh, to try and do as well is get the rankings up there on our website, statmansportsonline.com. That's statmansportsonline.com. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, you can listen to the show live. The only place to listen to this, this show live is on blogtalkradio.com slash the-statman. That's our show page. You can check there for the latest schedules and times. Uh, also, you can listen to the entire podcast, the 30-minute live feed you can hear on Blog Talk Radio and the entire 15-minute podcast-only version. So it's a 45-minute show. You can listen to the completed podcast on Blog Talk Radio as well. But you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can set a reminder on Blog Talk Radio and know when the live show is coming, but you can subscribe on iTunes. Uh, and you can do that by just going to iTunes, type in Sports with the Statman in the search, and that will get you the latest episodes uh, that you can download as well as subscribe so you get the, uh, you get the latest when, when the episode is up and running. Also, you can uh, go to Stitcher, 
the Smart Radio app. You can go to Stitcher.com to learn more about that. And you can add us to your playlist. Give us a thumbs up as well. We're on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash sports with the Statman. Say hi. Like us on Facebook. If you have a fantasy question or a pro opinion you want to get off your chest, you can join the conversation or start the conversation there or on Twitter at GStatman. That's at G-S-T-A-T-M-A-N. And as I mentioned, the website statmansportsonline.com. We're going to be with you next Wednesday. I'm sorry, next Wednesday, next Saturday morning at 10 a.m. I'm thinking about the old old countdown, and I'm looking to revive that as well, but not quite now. I've got a lot of things going on, and I'll mention that in just a second, but our next show will be Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time for our last show in August. As we're getting ready for Labor Day, we're getting ready for football season, we're getting ready for school, all those things are coming right up. So I do want to mention, on a personal note, uh, that this is episode number 746. We're getting close to 750. And um, a couple of uh, changes uh, in, in, in my life, actually, as, as, we, as this show kind of draws to a, a close. Uh, we're, we're coming up on 750, and actually, the way it works out, 750, around that time, will, be, will mark a couple of major Things, major changes anyway for me. Number one, uh, I am going to be a first-time father, and that will happen in the next few weeks. My wife and I are adopting a newborn child, and the the child is due in mid-September. So that will be unbelievable. The second thing is we're actually moving uh, from one place in northern New Jersey to another place in northern New Jersey. And that's going to happen in late September. Uh, So obviously my schedule is hectic now, but it's going to be about a a million times more hectic. Uh, So uh, one thing I'm thinking about is to no longer have live shows, but to be able to kind of put together a podcast. The voice quality will be better, uh, but then to upload it when when ready, whether it's through Block Talk Radio as a medium or somewhere else. uh, I'll definitely keep you posted on all that, whether I can go right to uh, statmansportsonline.com and upload it there. Not sure. Uh, Might do SoundCloud, might do somewhere else. Uh, But for now, the thought is to keep keep on going through blogtalkradio.com. So just make sure you you stay there for the latest schedules and and to download. And and if it's available on iTunes, uh, that's, that's where we are. Uh, still at this point, unless unless you hear differently from me. Uh, but the live shows, we're not quite sure. Since most of most of you who listen listen um, through the podcast, uh, not necessarily live, so it really shouldn't matter all that much anyway. Uh, and I'll try and get it out at the same time Saturday, but I might tape it during the week at some point or or whatever. Uh, but there's going to be some changes just uh, in the background but it shouldn't change the quality of the show and it shouldn't change uh, the frequency of the show. Um, And you never know. Maybe I could uh, find an easier way to do it and therefore be able to do a little more. Uh, You never know. I never rule that out. So... um, so for those of you who, uh, who may already know about, uh, about the changes, uh, now everyone else knows about it. So um, uh, anyway, next uh, Saturday we'll be on with you. Uh, but um, until then, just taking a look at some a quick fantasy football. I don't know uh, how long you have until your draft, but if you're not preparing at this point, you really should be. And in terms of what you prepare for, everyone knows who the top guys are. And I can tell you, okay, for running back, my number one pick would be David Johnson. And why? Because Le'Veon Bell has a knee injury and because Ezekiel Elliott's going to be suspended, even though he's appealing it. And those were kind of the big three coming in. 
Then you have guys like LaShawn McCoy. You have Devontae Freeman, who, even though he's kind of in a timeshare uh, in Atlanta with Tevin Coleman, he's the main guy. Melvin Gordon's the main guy with the, with the uh, Chargers. Jordan Howard's going to get the, uh, a bunch, you know, he's going to be the feature back in Chicago. DeMarco Murray in Tennessee. But, you know, once you get past the top dozen guys, then you start thinking, okay, well, who are, who are the right guys? I mean, who are the guys with upside? Who are the rookies that I need to pay attention to? Leonard Fournette in Jacksonville, Christian McCaffrey in Carolina. Uh, then you get to the, you know, who, who is going to get some, some chances here? What do we make of Todd Gurley? You know, he had such a, a solid rookie season, and he's kind of set in the background now for the, for the Rams. Uh, he still has a, 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 ton of, a ton of talent. Um, those are the guys that, that may win you a championship if you guess right, or it could really cost you a championship if you guess wrong. Uh, Ty Montgomery, you know, he was a wide receiver. Now he did okay as a running back, pretty well as a running back for Green Bay. Well, is that going to be his future? Who knows? Guys who have been disappointing in the past, um, guys like Mark Ingram, guys like, um, um, well, C.J. Anderson has been good, but, but not great recently. Eddie Lacy was disappointing. He was a high draft pick, and now he's a little disappointing. Uh, what does Frank Gore have left? Uh, what does Matt Forte have left? Where has Giovanni Bernard gone? Uh, you know, these are the types of questions. Latavius Murray, what happened to him? These are all kinds of questions that you're going to answer among running backs. So I would definitely plan on getting an elite one. If you can get two, great, but that probably is not going to happen. But you're going to have to guess right on some of those medium guys. That's just a little draft strategy for you. We'll be back with running backs and wide receivers next week and get you all caught up from fantasy.